Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCullough. Hello. I got caught. <laughs> this, it's ironic that on the break we were talking about not getting lost in the conversation, and then I got lost in the conversation. All right, dear listener, thank you very much you, you for, me both. for tolerating that. We're uh, delighted to continue with uh, Thomas Crane. He is the founder of Crane Consulting. You can find him on the web by going to Crane, C-R-A-N-E, like a crane, Consulting. Dot com. Uh, you also want to get immediately his book, The Heart of Coaching. You can get it at that website. You can get it wherever fine books are sold. Now in its fourth uh, production, fourth edition, edition, edition. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to test it out, you can download three chapters for free on his website. And, of course, we're talking about his model, his transformational coaching model for going into organizations and dealing with everyone at the leadership level on down and creating feedback loops and a coaching culture, a real coaching culture, not just something that we say for the, you know, for the little people, but something that starts at the top and impacts the top as well as it goes. We've talked about coaching and coachability. And um, I know that you've got a great model for leadership that we want to get to. Just before the break, we were talking about stories, right? Mm-hmm. Horror stories mm-hmm. and everything. So I want to pick it up there. But I have, I'm going to sort of lay out our conversation if you'll allow sure, me. Sure, please. So, the first is, let's hear that story, because I want to hear uh, about, you know, I want people to get a real-world ex- uh, experience of it doesn't always go great right. Right. and what to look out for. I also want to suggest that a lot of what you're talking about sounds to my ear like emotional intelligence and yeah. training people there. And so I want to know yep. how important that is and how you address that, especially in transforming a culture. And then I want to get to this leadership model. You good with that? Got it. You bet. All right, you man. bet. So we start with the story. The the yep. story. So we were with the with the people in the Midwest. And the the second example that I started to talk about is where it didn't go quite so well. Right. It was not a failure, but it was disappointing for me at least. Uh, one of the things we talk about is the shift from being the boss of people. Why? Because I said so. I'm the boss. If you don't do it, I find somebody else who will. Heavy-handed, top-down, autocratic command and control. Lots of ways to describe this old model of being the boss. Right. Well, it's about shifting to being a coach for people, a mindset of service and help. And how can I enliven you? How can I engage you? How can I have you use accountability in a positive way? Because it's a hugely motivating thing, if only we'll frame it and use it that way. Well, uh, one of the things in this shift is is get moving from only looking at the numbers, the bottom line, just the result, that's all I really care about, into looking at both the process and the numbers, mm-hmm. so process and, and results. Right. Well, then that's a more – we'd advocated some more balance, it's more effective, it's more productive, more healthy, et cetera. Well, then halfway through this engagement, the, the uh, CEO said, well, Tom, you keep talking about coaching – <laughs> and I'm going, yeah, that's why I'm here. That's <laughs> <laughs> right there on the book. Uh-huh. And and uh, to, to, perf- to, to paraphrase what he said next, it was something like, I didn't give a hoot about coaching. I'm looking at the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And I said, hmm, okay, I thought you were actually on board. As an example of somebody who really didn't quite get it. They did not understand that we're teaching process skills so that the 
objective we're trying to create is more understood, it's aligned, it's clear, the feedback on how we're doing is part of the conversation. Those are all process skills. Mm -hmm. And this senior executive just wasn't on board. And his makeup at the time, his emotional intelligence – not right so high. was <laughs> I was 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 a little low. I don't didn't measure it. Don't know, <laughs> but it was apparent to me that this leader was not really understanding that these process skills are exactly what brought him the results he was looking for. Yeah, so clear to to an outsider, and yeah, yeah. and yet it's our job. So I imagine that like like me, sometimes when it goes that way, you just yeah. you're sort of like, oh, if only you shake your head and you say, what is it I didn't say? What is right. it that I didn't help this under person understand? So I'm looking for my accountability and all that. But it's interesting you should bring in emotional intelligence, EI. Obviously, Goldman and his book and all the fine instruments out there that measure it mm-hmm. uh, are, are deeply connected to my ability to relate interpersonally with you. So I've broken all the EI stuff down into a two-by-two two matrix, and we use it directly <laughs> in our workshop. Every consultant and coach uses a two-by-two two matrix. People. Well, it's, it's, you got it. <laughs> We make our living on two by two. <laughs> yeah, and then there's the swivel, the swirl, the, the, the cycle, and then sometimes a two by two. <laughs> well, the two by two breaks it into, into it, what it does, it simplifies it. It brings it down into something that's concrete, mm-hmm. Christopher, so you can actually understand it and then use it. So I'm the ready. subtitle on this coaching model actually is it's a roadmap for emotionally intelligent collegial coaching conversations. Wow. So we've embedded, I I probably can't, (laughs) Um, but the idea is to embed EI skills, my awareness of self, my awareness of others, my ability to maintain control, manage myself, and then influence you in a positive way. So that's the two-by-two matrix. So then it really makes it uh, 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 concrete and usable uh, in terms of how you tap into and use EI with our, um, Do you want some paper? With our colleagues. I'm, well, I'm all about the, this the, two okay, by two. All right, two by two. The column is self. Self. One left-hand column is self. The right-hand column is other. Yes. And then the first row across would be awareness. And then the next level down, the second row is behavior. Okay, I have all of those things. I have self, others, Awareness and behavior. Right. So, I'm so there's, your, so there's your two-by-two two matrix. So self-awareness. What am I aware of in myself? What are my shadow issues? What are my um, triggers? Mm. What are my skills? All the good things I can do. Awareness of other is can I pay attention to their body language, their tone of voice? Can I pick up on what's going on with them inside of their body, their mind, their heart, their soul? What's going on inside of that person that I'm going to want to pay attention to? The behavioral quadrant under self is my actions. What is it I do to manage myself, self-control, uh, all of those things? Expression. We can, exactly. Yeah. Expression, okay. uh, the, the way I say things. is Anything I do or say, that's right. a behavior. Well, then, can I then in a positive way influence the other's behavior? Because that's what I, what I typically am delivering feedback around. But I've got to say it in a way that they can hear it and it becomes actionable. So then what can I do in a positive way to influence their behavioral shift? Because... That's the way you really define the effectiveness of not only learning. Learning doesn't occur unless behavior changes, and the culture doesn't shift unless the leadership behaviors taken together, they all change too. And, so it's about behavioral change. And this is very similar to what we were just talking about in terms of you know when we have an engagement that doesn't go as powerfully as we'd like it to, we then look yeah. and see, what could I said? How, how yeah. could I have gotten this over into their 
court, so to speak. Exactly, so in a way they can understand it yeah. and then uh, operationalize it and use it. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for this. And yeah. don't be surprised when you know you see me uh, speaking at the ICF on this very topic. I'm kidding. You take course. it and run. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> people, do not steal other people's stuff. I'm just teasing. It's an ethical issue. You know that. Just flip the coin. They'll know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so now, people... If you've been sort of like vacuuming while you've been listening to this or if you've been <laughs> watching this while you're going through your Facebook feed, stop and look up because we now have the, the just a delicious morsel of a tool that Tom has created. Can I show this or what? Yeah, right. The cameras oh, are there. Uh, there, oh, wait, there. There is a a bicycle. So everybody knows bicycles. And, of course, the cool part about a bike is when you learn how to ride a bike, you never forget. You can always get back on it. True that. At our advanced age and probably <laughs> ride this puppy, right? So what I did is I played with the idea of a bicycle as a functional vehicle to move from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, this is the leadership bicycle. Uh, pulled this together about two years ago. Uh, the framework, the frame that actually holds the front tire, the back tire, the handlebars, and the seat together, that is communications writ large, our communications effectiveness. That's what connects everything in the organization. Well, you have a front tire and a back tire. The tire... The rubber that actually meets the road, because that's the metaphor, right, Right. is our customers. Are we focused on Uh. meeting the customer's needs, where the rubber meets the road? The spokes and the structure for that front wheel is our course. And, you know, to our interview uh, a while ago, directions, it's our vision, it's our mission, it's our core values, how we're going to work together, all of the expectations that that define our course where we're headed. Also known as culture? Well, it, it's a piece of culture. These these okay. are all related to culture. Gotcha. Uh, but but the one thing I left out of our course direction is the strategy, and that's the handlebars. Right. The point the hand, where you point. Which it. is exactly, precisely. We're ser- there to serve customers. Other things support a definite full definition, of course. But the handlebars provide the primary steering mechanism. All right. Then you've got a back wheel. The back wheel, which is where the power comes from, mm-hmm. that's the coaching wheel, where we learn how to give and receive feedback. And the tire there, what meets the road, the rubber that meets the road on the back wheel, is people. People is where we get traction. Nice. I love that. People well, is then where you, we get traction. Thank you. Then you've got, you've got the pedal itself. The pedal's the structure that actually is, is what allows the person who's riding this bicycle, more about that in just a minute, uh, them to exercise accountability and empower people. So mm-hmm. the power train comes from putting your feet on the pedals and actually turn, turning the crank. So the front, the front sprocket, if you will, is empowerment. The back sprocket on the back wheel that connects to the back is engagement. So by nice. using empowerment in a positive way and accountability, we engage people because otherwise there's no power connection. The chain that connects the two, feedback. <laughs> See, the feedback has got to be there to exercise accountability, to engage people uh, and uh, through the process of feedback. Who's riding this bicycle? Who sits on the top of it? Who's in the seat? Leaders. Beautiful. The idea is to get your you-know-what in the seat <laughs> and, and run this bicycle. And there's a, there's a, there's a shaft that holds up the, the bicycle seat, you know, that little thing that you can adjust up and right, down. Right, right. And if that's not strong and in place and pointed the right direction, then the seat's unstable. Uh-huh. The, the, the currency of leaders is trust. So oh, that man. little structure that, that, that holds up the seat is the trust. You know, just in this description, you've come up with like three or four excellent TED Talks. 
the currency of leaders is trust. Mwah. Yeah. Beautiful, right? Cool. Thank you. And um, I love the, the, the sprockets of empowerment and engagement. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So it's a beautiful... Uh, now, where, where do we find this beautiful piece of leadership delicious definition? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, this in, uh, is this in the fourth edition of... I don't have that in the book yet. It's in our workshops that it's we a whole, do. It's a whole other book. That's thank you. Is. It really is. It's, uh, thank you. I, I think of the same thing. Uh, it's in a blog right now on my website, so people can find it when you go to the blog section of my website and define kind of like, like I just did, did just now. But you're right, it's probably uh, a launching pad for more work, more books, et cetera. Yeah. And again, the blog that we're talking about is on, at Tom's website, which is crane, C-R-A-N-E, consulting.com. Yeah. Um, lots of great stuff there. That's, this one is, in particular is titled The Art of Leadership and Riding a Bicycle. And all uh, it's there. There's also EQ and coaching. There's lots of great stuff there. Um, and... One of the things that I've referenced throughout our conversation is culture. And I know that one of your blog posts is about culture is not how we do things. Do you want to address that? Sure. It's how we do things, which uh, is is a partial definition. I think it's accurate, but it's incomplete. Necessary, but insufficient. The idea is it's also how we treat people. It's the relationships we have, how much trust is there, how much accountability is there that's both given and received, but it's modeled from the top. So it's the relationships as well and the network of relationships along with how we do things. That's a fuller definition of what culture truly is. Well, you know, I've, we're in our last, I think, seven minutes or something okay. together. Right. I can't. I can't really tell time. It's it's a seven's a good number. Tragedy. <laughs> but what I want to, I want to sort of. It's clear that this body of work is deep, necessary, and powerful. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, thanks for creating it. Thanks for all the great organizations that you've brought it to, including household names like Michelin and and Pfizer and Shell and Verizon. But I'm wondering about the. The work of doing this, mm-hmm. you know, it seems to me like you've always got to be personally sort of out ahead of the curve as you're developing, as you're seeing more and more different types or nuances of, of leadership and culture. This may be an unfair question, but if you could start someplace, mm-hmm. if you could give all coaches one starting place when they're working with executives or leaders, Mm-hmm. What would you have us do, or what would you have us? Where would you have us impact leadership? Hmm. Great question. That's why I get paid the no money. And it's fair. I just wish I'd known it was coming. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think the idea is this: um, if you want to shift the culture, shift the leadership team culture. Mm. It's their ability to collaborate, to be open, to give and receive feedback to one another. Uh, up and down so that they can speak truth to power. If they can't do that with themselves and they cannot collaborate, comma, no wonder the rest of the organization has got trouble. Uh, the Japanese have got this saying, which is about, you know, the fish rots from the head. So if you've got a problem in a culture, it's not, it's dysfunctional, it's toxic. Look at the top, look at the corner office and see what's going on there. And then, of course, it takes, as a, as a coach, a tremendous amount of rapport and respect to be able to get in and deliver this kind of feedback, speak truth to power here for sure, and then have that feedback be understood in such a way as they choose to act on it. Mm-hmm. And when they can set a new tone and that leadership team of the top four, six, eight, eight people, ten maybe, 
uh, can learn how to create a coaching culture right there, then they'll know how to do it every place else. Is there is there something as you go around and give talks and and encounter um, people who impact leaders, right? Mm-hmm. So whether we're talking about the OD specialists or the or the um, Sherm people or any of these folks. Yep. Is there something that you would have us stop doing? Do you think that there's something that's well-intentioned that's either not effective or actually continuing the current cultures? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lesson for me in my, uh, in my career is to be more um, of a disruptor mm. and to take that role on. A change agent, another way to say it that's more um, um, easier to hear, I guess. But truly, if you're going to change, you've got to disrupt the status quo. So to, as a consultant, as an executive coach, as a, as a facilitator teaching this coaching model to uh, any, any client you work with, uh, it, it's, about, it's about being a disruptor. And you've got to be willing to uh, stand in the face of the fire and the flame and, and to say things that are unpopular and say things that are hard to say and hard for them to hear. But unless we've got that courage to do that and say that and show up that way to be in integrity and not afraid of losing our job, confront that, confront things that need to be confronted, there's the huge wake-up call for me because it's the thing that we as an outside consultant would do. We want to keep our job. We want right. to keep this engagement going. You know, It's about, uh, about all of that. Uh, rather, what is it I can do to make the biggest difference here with respect? How can I say this? So that so that whoever who, whomever I'm speaking with really appreciates the feedback where it comes from. My intention. We always have people talk about their positive intention in sharing any message. So that's the front loading device that makes it more palatable, more easy to hear. In the spirit of coaching, I like to share some feedback with you that I've heard. I don't know if it's true, but I think it might be important that you hear it. Nice. You have a moment right now, and that something like that kind of sets the openness for them to receive. So be more confrontive. Take on the role, the, the, the role and the agent, the, the change agent role, uh, and see yourself as a disruptor because truly that's what you have to do to create change. I love it. And the fear of getting fired is way worse and way more powerful in terms of shutting down good coaching than actually getting fired, right? We've all actually yeah, gotten yeah. fired and, you know, we lived through <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, yeah. most of us. Uh, maybe not you, but I. No, I, I lived through some of those. <laughs> okay, <good. laughs> sure. Um, let's talk about the impact in your personal life. So this is a a, a huge. It it seems like true evangelism. Like you believe this stuff, you live this mm-hmm. stuff. You're clear about mm-hmm. it. You know, I can ask you almost any question, and mm-hmm. and you're right there with it. Mm-hmm. Has it impacted you personally? And are there are there downsides? Like, is it something you got to turn off before you go home? <laughs> Honey, I have some coaching for you around our dinner. Or that's <laughs> actually what I don't say. Yeah, clear. <laughs> I guess I've learned years ago. I tried that. It's like, okay, sit down. I got some. I don't think so. No. Um, what I've learned is to uh, in- internalize this message even more. You know, you want to learn something, go teach it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I've taken on as a 2017, probably going forward, goal for myself and my personal goal planning is to this year uh, become totally coachable. Ooh. Move through all of my ego needs to look right and to be right and to, uh, to want to argue and to uh, try to prove that I've got a, a better answer with a client or my spouse or my children uh, who are all adult. But the idea is to become absolutely 100% totally coachable. That's my objective for the year. Mm-hmm. And I'm just having to keep breathing. 
I'm having to zip it when I want to say something. It's like, no, take a few minutes, reflect on that. How can I respond to that as opposed to react to that? So I'm working on that personally. Beautiful. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I think that that's one of the things people can take away is to actually have an intentional goal, either by Mm -hmm. quarter, by six months, or by year for any leader. You know, one of the things that you believe, that I also believe, is that coaching is leadership, or at least is a, you know, they are synonymous. My phrase, coaching is applied leadership, taking what you know about leadership and show up as a coach. Yeah, thanks for Thanks for that. And I've yeah. tried to explain it, you know, or, or share it in different ways about where coaching is leadership is utilizing leadership skills and leadership is utilizing coaching skills. Um, I think that for me, the biggest challenge for this year is to actually live as a leader. You know, I was in the parking lot here and grumpy because somebody had left a bag of trash in one of the spots that I wanted to pull in, you know, so I got out of my car and, you know, sort of mm. kicked that bag of trash out How of my way. They? Right. Right. And then I um and then I parked and then I thought, what am I doing? That's not a leader, that's a, you know, whiny five year old. So I went out and got the bag of trash, now of course strewn everywhere because I had kicked it, uh, you know, and picked it all up. You kicked it. Put it in the right, <laughs> put it in the trash yep. uh, receptacle. Yep. But you know, I think that that's also a message of personal responsibility on my part and growth. And I love that you're living that, right? Like me personally being coachable. Hundred percent. Not ninety eight percent and I saved two for me, but hundred yeah. percent. There you go. Um it's extraordinary. We're, we're down to our last three minutes, and I want to give it all to you. The, um, the question I have is, I'd love, as an experienced coach, as a man who's been living this for decades, as a man who's made a huge impact, um, what would you have twenty or 30,000 coaches know? What would you leave us with today? And um, anything that you've particularly learned in the last you know, little bit here that mm-hmm. you that you share with people who are trying to get to or aspire to be who you are? Thank you for that question and the opportunity. I think it comes to do with kicking the trash in the uh, parking lot, actually, (laughs) if I might. The way that that shows up for me is driving my car. Mm -hmm. When I drive my car and somebody is following me too close, it upsets me. Mm -hmm. It's probably my ego. Maybe I'm trying to just protect myself. I don't know. (laughs) Or they're driving too fast or they whiz by or they don't signal. They cut you off. Uh, I see what I call reckless driving, and that's my label for it. I see that, and that is a huge trigger for me. It's easy for me to get enraged at somebody, and I go to the thought, what in the heck are they doing? What is wrong with them? Um, obviously, they're irresponsible. They're, they're reckless. They're a danger, et cetera. I judge them harshly. Mm-hmm. And then the reaction is to want to either give them a one-handed salute or to say something out the window, and that's the tendency that I'm working on bridling and saying, okay, interesting, that's me being judgmental. However, there's probably a lot going on with that person. I don't know. Maybe their wife is having a baby and they're trying to get to the hospital. Maybe they're try- they've got a pet in the back seat they're trying to take to a veterinarian. Maybe they're, uh, they've got some strategic objective in their job. They've got a relationship that's melting down. They have all kinds of stuff going on in their lives like I do, like you do, mm-hmm. that I don't have a clue. So my job is to be kind. My job is to watch, observe, get myself out of the way, stop the judging and go to, I wonder what's going on. So shifting from judgment to curiosity I, and know that I don't know the answer 
is the thing I work on as I drive. I don't have any clue what's going on and how, what's motivating that driver to do what they do. But it, I'm trying to let it not bother me. I'm not trying. I'm letting it not bother me. I'm breathing. I'm coming back to I don't know what's going on with them. Let me get out of their way. They're obviously in a hurry. It's, I love the integrity because, of course, this is your two-by-two two matrix. So, yeah, any coach, any consultant has got to work on themselves. They've got to be able to do this because you go to your ground. Mm-hmm. I can't talk and preach to you and talk to you about this unless I can do it myself. So when I go to my ground and I'm more in integrity and I'm more congruent with my values, um, I'm going to show up more credible and be more present with you. Beautiful. It's a it's a privilege to talk to you and to be with you. It's a, you have great personal charisma and magnetism. So if you see this guy speaking, <laughs> go and be with him. You want to be. It's Tom Crane. You can find out more by going to craneconsulting.com. The book is The Heart of Coaching, now in its fourth edition. And listen, if you don't have this on your shelf, if you haven't, haven't you know, dog-eared its pages as I have, you need to. The um, transformational coaching model is in there. You know, it gives you some clarity about where to go and what to do. Any uh, events where you're speaking or people can come find you? I don't have the date in my mind. It's, it's, it's May. I'm going to be working, uh, speaking, actually, uh, in a session in, um, I think it's Nova Scotia. It's, right. it's, it's, it's it's ICF Canada. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. All right. One of well, the regional offices uh, over in the eastern provinces. We'll look for that and more at Crane Consulting. That music tells us our time is up. Thank yeah. you, sir, for all of your great work. And my pleasure to be here. here. And thank you, my dear listener, for tuning in. That's another edition of The Coaching Show behind us. Each week, bringing you people on the cutting edge of coaching and leading our wonderful field. We'll talk to you next week. Your search for the right office furniture will be done when you walk into Shore for sure. In our 46,000 square foot warehouse, you are sure to find the right new or used desk and chair for your home and office. Trusted for over 40 years, Shore is proven to provide great value, quality, and service. From free space planning to our white glove delivery service, you are sure to leave happy and satisfied. We're a family-owned business that will treat you like family for sure. Sable Español. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Hi, Scale Listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. 
the San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. Do you love wine, but it doesn't love you back in the morning? Then it's time to try Alcotox, the ultimate hangover cure. Alcotox is a dietary supplement that reduces the harmful side effects of alcohol and it benefits all alcohol consumers, not just those who occasionally overindulge. So now, for less than the cost of a drink, you can wake up hangover-free. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com and let Alcotox make hangovers a thing of the past. 